there's this meme going around, right? Of like, I, I saw it the other day. My wife sent it to me, and it, and it says, uh, "We're hood kids raising suburban kids. We're not built the same." And it's like, and that shit just like resonated so much with me Facts. because that's the other aspect too. It's like, like I'm raising suburban kids. Like yeah, they're man. black kids growing up with white kids. You know what I mean? So they're even seeing things just from their own experiences, just going to school. You know what I mean? That it's like totally different. You know what I mean? So just it, it's like all that just like plays into parenting, right? Like my mom didn't have that for me. Mm-hmm. So like she had a different experience. Like she was raising me in Brooklyn. Like it's a totally different. Totally. You know, it's a totally different dynamic. You know what I mean? So I just think that all these things you just have to pay attention to when you're parenting. And it, like, and I'll finish with this. Like there's just no perfect book, man. There's just so mm-hmm. many different ways to do it, man. That's the other thing. It's like there's so I can't argue with somebody. Maybe they have a parenting style that I that I may not agree with, but right. I can't say it doesn't work for them because nope. it works for them. You know what I mean? So who's to say what works and what doesn't? You know, so it's just so many different ways to skin that cat. Oh, definitely. Because what works for you may not work for me. Yo, what's going on? It's DJ Brainstorm. Yo, Black Pop, come on this thing. This has been Joy. Katie, this is Gabby. This is Talk It Out. Yo, what's good? It's your boy Q from Chopping Over Q and Critical Dub Network. And you are tuned in. It's official, man. Yo, here's your host. D-Bugs. Let's do it. Hey, y'all. <laughs> I know y'all like Murph. You did it again. You bringing you bringing people along, Murph. I love I love the collaborations, Murph. It's just, uh, man, a big homie in podcasting. This is just you know putting in this as uh, one of my brothers on this other end said it's timing. But uh, they know sports. They're husbands, fathers. They know sports. They have a lot of wealth of uh, knowledge that they've been on. Uh, well. The platform numerous times, but this is uh, Mr. Manny Brown's first time on the flagrant too. But it's still, it's going to be hot. It's going to be fire. Um, Twelve Kyle, he's been back. Y'all, yeah, <laughs> Mr. Sports, just you know, Lemon Booty. Yeah, if y'all y'all don't oh, know, yeah. look up look up his name on the title and go back and listen to some shows. Then we got Manny Brown. Why not Sports? Blessed it a few times. First time on the flagrant too. We're going to hit on some of everything. So, world, just help me welcome our brothers. We got Manny Brown out there on the West Coast. Then we got in the dirty South, Kyle. And then me, hey, I'm just neutral, man. Wherever y'all need me, y'all so y'all can find me. But welcome to the Flagrant <laughs> 2, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Good to man. be here, man. Oh, yeah, Honor. for sure. For sure. Oh, man. I'm going to hit. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to save what we talked about offline, probably in the middle of the show. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. But Kyle, baby boy, he he good from his Miami trip. Yeah, 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 man. He, he had he had a good time. He, he's he's done something I haven't done. He's been to Miami. <laughs> I haven't I've never been to Miami. Surprisingly, I've been seen like what? everywhere else. But yeah, man, never yeah, been. Yeah, I've been man. once. It's it's on my bucket list, man. Okay, Miami and Vegas. They're on my bucket list. I say that's so, yeah. up uh, up the street from you, right? It's cl- well, yeah, how far I mean, is Vegas like, from uh, Seattle? Uh well, flying is about like two hours, two okay. and a half hours. Bad. That's not and then bad. Driving, I'm sure, is like seventeen, eighteen hours. <laughs> okay, so it's still <laughs> a night drive. Okay, 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 yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. 
Cool, man. And then we got Manny Brown. He got he got baby boy taking out the trash. There you go. Starting me on <laughs> doing chores. See, hey, hey, Manny, I'm ready for you, baby. You ain't see. I ain't talk about that yet. But <laughs> our son, hey, we gotta start. We gotta start him early, man. We gotta start him early with responsibilities, Thanks. man. Thanks. I'm leading off with our sons and our children. By the way, fellas, well, we do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Raise them right. Job number one. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's the job that never ends. And it's, yes. it's uh, you Everybody. know, fatherhood is is more than just what we experience on Father's Day. Every day is Father's Day, to be honest. Yeah, um, man. And just watching them grow into be, you know, productive human beings and, you know, productive men- members of society. That's all we want, you know. It's the hardest job you'll ever do, man, because yep. you, there's no instruction manual to this. None. None there's whatsoever. None. There's no how-tos. There's no... You know, you, you can go to a kid specialist or, or you can read a book, but nothing's going to tell you how to be a parent. Man. Mm. So a lot of times, man, it's on the job training. It is. It is. And, and, and you know, what, to be honest, it's on the fly. It's and it's fly. like I tell people all the time, like even how you parent, that changes from year to year as your children grow. <laughs> you know, yeah. you guys have, you know, younger kids, yeah. and, you know, and I've got older, you know, and so you think, OK, man, you know, it's, it'll be fine once they get older. Nah, man. Once they get older, the 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 headache and the you know the worries and stuff like that that stuff comes into play even more so as as they become yeah. young adults. So, um, yeah. but I love it. I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Absolutely, man. Same here. And then the way you parent one, uh, and then you parent boys differently than you parent a girl. You know what I'm saying? It's just different. <laughs> it's a different dichotomy. It's a different. So know, okay. Different. So so question. So. <laughs> Because I'm sure there's somebody listening be like, okay, you, you need to explain that. So explain that, man. He's like, well, I mean, I, listen, man, like, I feel like with my son, like, and I, me and my wife have this argument all the time, right? Because she's like, no, you got a parent. I'm like, no, you got to understand that there's a different dynamic to our relationships. Like with my son, like, I'm the first man in his life. So mm-hmm. I have to teach him how to be a man. I have to teach him these things. I'm going to be harder on my son. Hey, because I'm raising a black man in the United States of America. So what already now? that that's a that's already responsibility beyond measure you know what i mean then on top of that he's just like again i'm 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 gonna be a role model for him in a way that you know he's gonna look to me for things like he's gonna like he's gonna he's gonna frame his existence as a male by what he sees in me so like that's a that's a big responsibility and then when your daughter i'm the first man in my daughter's life so the way i treat them is gonna is gonna drive every relationship that they will have with every man going forward they have in their lives so it's a different it's a different dynamic what so that doesn't but that doesn't mean like i love them differently or you know i mean i love them all the same but it's just that my relationship with them is going to be different you know i mean so like when i tell my wife i'll be harder on my son about something because it's just like with him i'm trying to teach him how to be a man and trying to get these instill these gems in him now because that's just like that's just what i'm trying to do but with my daughters i might be a little bit you know lighter on the on the on the on the on the attitude side of things because again it's my daughters and i don't want to necessarily like for instance if i yell at my daughters they're gonna think that like all men are allowed yes yell at them and it's okay or acceptable yeah exactly i don't get me wrong they drive me insane just like anybody else They, (laughs) they they get the crazy too but that's just what i'm trying to say like it's just basically like the way you parent one child with the way you parent boys and you parent girls it's just different it's a different dynamic but at the end of the day you still love them the same right i i think i and i so so just for people who i mean i know but brent manny 
tell people who are listening how many kids you have and the uh, dynamics. Oh, so there you go. Take over the big dog. <laughs> I got some more topics I've got to find. Hey, I, mean, like, yeah. show, I got this. Uh, nah, uh, I got three kids. Uh, a boy. The boy is the oldest. He's seven, soon to be eight in mm-hmm. August, on August 28th. Okay. And then I've got two girls, Irish twins. So they're 10 months apart, exactly. Oh, wow. Um, so, couldn't couldn't uh, wait, could you? Hey, that's, a, that's another conversation for another day, fellas. Um, <laughs> that's good. I waited the exact six weeks, but nobody told hey, me. Hey, you was right. You was right at yeah. You was right at six weeks. Yeah, I was. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I love nah, uh, so my daughters, uh, they're five and four, respectively. Okay. So my five-year-old is going to be six on September fourth. And uh, my four-year-old's going to be five on July 24th. So coming up okay. here in the next couple okay. weeks. Yeah, so I've got two boys, a boy and two girls, man. And okay. it, it's a challenge. It is a challenge. And and uh, it's, a, it's a struggle every day. But it's a good, it's a good struggle, though. It's a good struggle, mm-hmm. man. I couldn't, I, like you said, I couldn't find a better job in the world to do. Oh, no question. And the reason why I asked is because, like, mine, mine is a little bit different where I have three boys, uh, the oldest being 22 Mm-hmm. Uh, then the next one's 19 then the next one's 15 and then our daughter is 10 so wow. the thing that I try and, and I, I agree with you I, I will push back slightly I think it's almost like coaching like mm-hmm. you can't coach each player the same you know you're not going to coach LeBron the same way you coach AD you know right. you're not going to coach AD the same way you coach Westbrook you know some you can yell at some you need to put you know you have to kind of pat them on the back to, to get them to be motivated what happened um i think with the thing with with the boys and girls i think and it, you got two so i only have one and she's the youngest so we've mm-hmm. had the we had these boys for years you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so like the oldest you know he's 12 years older than his sister so we had boys for in our house forever and then here comes this little girl and she's a daddy's girl and the whole nine so I will say that I'm hard. I'm just as hard at that age. But honestly, she's so much further along in just about everything that I don't have to be as hard because like she's she did everything so much faster than her brother. She walked faster. She talked faster. She, you know, she's intellectually she's further along than they were at this stage. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I don't have to push as much. But I, I think when it comes down to it, when I have to be hard on her, I will be. I just haven't had to be that much, you know, especially academically, because she just she loves school. I mean, she's at that age where she loves school, you know, but what's going to be the challenge for me? And I know what's coming is middle school. (laughs) Anticipated. Be ready. You get you get the cell phone. You get, you know, now all of a sudden you're on the Internet more. And, you know, so now I got to monitor all of this stuff and everything. So it's um. It'll be interesting, man. It's a challenge, but it's a challenge I'm looking forward to. But I don't, I guess I said all that to say this. I don't take it any easier on her, but because of who she is, she's the LeBron. So I don't have to do a lot of fussing. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to do a lot of correcting. It's, she's very much in, in self-correct mode. She's very much in, you know, hey, you do it like this. Okay, coach, I got it. Boom. Run the play. And the plays run and it's run to perfection. And like, I'm like, okay, way to go, way to go. You know, that type of thing. So, it's not really a lot of coaching being done on that end, wherein her brother's at the stage. I did a lot of coaching and a lot of yelling. 
<laughs> um, it's just you know, but maybe that's just how mine came out. But it, it I, yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll be interested to see how it goes as, as she gets older. Now yeah, I want to add yeah. something to it right quick, Manny. Before you add, yeah, go. You said something, Manny, and then you said something, Kyle. But let's mm-hmm. think about the conversation we were having with their mothers when it comes to raising a boy mm-hmm. or your son, and then your daughter. That in itself can be a whole nother argument. Oh, I've yeah. known some it people is. that literally divorced because they didn't agree with their parenting styles. Absolutely, yeah. It, so how do y'all know, make that work, man? In y'all cases, when you respect the marriages. Yeah. Uh oh, Mandy took a deep breath, so maybe that's still, <laughs> no, uh, no, still, no, no. still a work in progress. I, I, hey, I ain't I kidding. Because I got two different ones I got to deal with. Like we just added our. No, I'm just kidding. It's been ten, ten years for y'all, right? Y'all uh, been yeah, married ten, ten years. years. Right? Ten years. Ten okay, years yeah. as of uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Ten years. Congratulations, yeah. man. Congrats. No, honestly, like the thing with my wife and I, like. We argue, but we both see where we're coming from. But I, but okay. I, I think the thing that we try to, to try to like understand is that we both have different upbringings. Like, so she, my wife grew up in the black church. Like, <laughs> you know how y'all can both speak to that black church, going to church. Like, she went to church every day. Like, there this one, no, the Sunday sh- showcase. Oh, like, wow, wow, wow! Literally, you go every day, twice on Sunday, three times on Sunday. Um, so she has a different experience in her upbringing because I feel like parenting is shaped by your upbringing, it like is. what you see. And I was going to add another level to that in a second, but like, so that's our di- so like she grew up in the black church. While me, y'all know I'm 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 Afro Latino, so I'm half Hispanic. So like I grew up on my my mother's side of the family, all Hispanic. So that's a, even a different dynamic onto that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we we clash because we both have different life experiences. So we we look at parenting totally different based on what we've experienced. Now on top of that, she I don't want to say she has trauma, but she has a lot of issues with how she was raised, her being in that that black church environment that she's actively gotten away from like, no, we're not, she's big on like childhood trauma and like, just because that's how we were raised doesn't always mean that that was the right way. Correct. So she's been very modern and like, no, we shouldn't, we shouldn't, we shouldn't like prop up a lot of the, like the negative things that we were raised with. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just because that's what our parents knew back then doesn't necessarily mean that we should we should always do that you know what i mean like there's better ways for that there's better routes for that you know what i mean so that so i think that's where we clash the most and like for me like i don't know about y'all but like for me like i found it hard being a dad a because it's hard being a dad but number two like i never had my pops around so like i never saw that male be a father so like for me like i'm just I'm just grasping onto the experiences I had myself, like in the things that my mom, like my mom was my dad. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, so only, I can only go by what I seen prior. You know what I mean? So I think that's just where we clash and, and, but we always see where we're, where each other's coming from. And that's the biggest that's thing. That's the it's important like, you gotta thing. Yeah. You got to communicate, man. And you got to see where the other person's coming from. And you can't just, well, this is what I believe. And this is what she, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nah, you got to, you gotta you gotta have room for growth, man. And understand that like your know, parenting is a work in progress. What how you parent today may not be the way you parent five years from now. Thanks. Life changes that. You know what I mean? Experiences <laughs> change that. Like, you know, all these things occur. So yeah, that's where I think that's the biggest thing for us is just constantly communicating, constantly allowing. And then just sometimes like 
allowing each other to take the lead like there's mm. certain situations where like my wife got it like she gonna she gonna take the lead on this <laughs> <Yeah>. one then <laughs> that you know obviously triggers her a little bit more than maybe necessarily triggers me while other times she's learned to like let me take the lead like with my son she's let me take the lead a little bit more because she understands like he's getting older you know he's at that stage now where all kids try to like test mm-hmm. what they could get away with and not mm-hmm. get away with you know what i'm saying so she's so she's let me take the lead a little bit more plus it's funnier like the dynamic that i see like she's harder on our daughters <laughs> than she is on our son like her son right. is like her baby like he she let that motherfucker get away. <laughs> mama's baby <laughs> <laughs> you already well, know our daughter is like they could literally just like knock something over on accident she ready to just be a pit bull so it's funny right. like how the dynamic is but it's, it's, it's just it's just that di- the different dynamics that you you t- you 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 experience when you're when you're a parent man that's that's the biggest thing yeah i agree a thousand percent it it's uh it's really a lot of what we do is based on what we saw coming up you know um for us we've been september will be 22 years man congratulations man thank congrats you, thank man you. that's big so we met in college and we've been together ever since so it's like you know even so we basically grew as young adults into our young adulthood and then into our marriage and friends and the whole nine. And um, like Manny said, you know, backgrounds, you know, I'm from the South, you know, I'm from a small country town in South Carolina. My wife's from Compton, you know what I'm saying? So what we saw growing up is totally different. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm more laid back, you know, she grew up in a wild ass city, you know what I'm saying? So, Mm -hmm. uh, and so you see things and you're, you experience things. So your child, and then I think part of the thing is like, and I know it's easier to say that now sitting in this chair than it was probably 20 years ago. But I think one of the things that we probably need to do more so of is have these conversations of what we think parenthood will look like with someone that before we become parents, you mm-hmm. know, because that way we can get on the same page as to what we want. You know, but a lot of times, you know, we're seeing somebody we're obviously sleeping together. So if we're sleeping together. There's a possibility we could become parents, but we, we don't have those kind of conversations as yeah. to like what, you know, I mean, something as simple as, you know, when you go to buy a house, where we're going to live, you know, do you want to live near a park? Do you want to live near a school? Do you want to yeah, live absolutely. near a mall? Do you want to live in, in a city? Do you want to live in the country? Do you want, you know, those type of things. And I think a lot of times that stuff, becomes even more bigger once you know you bring kids into the situation because now we have people who are totally unequivocally dependent upon us to make it make it work you know and um and like like manny said you know your background that plays a part and then just the overall communication we you know we we butt heads on a lot of stuff i mean i don't think you'd be together for 22 years and not butt heads but i think <laughs> but i think at look the at god the day, yeah <laughs> At the end of the day, you know, we, we try to try to find, I think over the years, I've probably done a better job of trying to find some type of middle ground. Cause I'll be honest, you know, we're two very headstrong people. If, I, mm. if you say the sky's purple, it's mm-hmm. purple. It ain't red, it ain't blue, it ain't mm-hmm. gold. You talking to somebody, purple. Kyle. You talking to somebody right now, Kyle. So, Go ahead, and, brother. But, but, you, but you know the flip side of it, Murph? If I say it's blue, it's blue. I, I'm not gonna let you say it's purple if it's blue. So. You know, a lot of times, you know, we dig our heels in those stuff. And then sometimes, you know, you guys know as as married men and as fathers, at some point we have to kind of figure out, okay, when when you dig in, when you don't. When you when do you, you gotta take find that- what hill to die on? You gotta yeah. find what hill to die on. <laughs> hey, 
Hey Murph, when when are you gonna take that charge? Do you want to take the charge against the guard, or do you want to take the charge against Shaq? You know, I right. mean, like exactly. I ain't taking a check coming down. Like, hey, bro, you got that dunk. Dog. Yeah, you know, there's no need for me to stand here and try to be a hero, get dunked on in front of everybody. But at some point, you know, maybe I can slide in front of Jalen Brown, and, and and maybe he's not gonna post rising. Maybe yeah. I can get my feet set. We get the charge. We going the other way. That's good. So it's um, you you have to pick and choose your spots. But yeah, communication is key. And I, and, and I want to add one thing before you. I know you want to move on, uh, but um, there's this meme going around, right? Of like, I, I saw it the other day. My wife sent it to me, and it, and it says, uh, "We're hood kids raising suburban kids. We're not built the same." <laughs> and it's like, and that shit just like resonated so much with me Facts. because that's the other aspect too. It's like, like I'm raising suburban kids, like yeah, they're man. black kids growing up with white kids. You know what I mean? So they're even seeing things just from their own experiences, just going to school. You know what I mean? That it's like totally different. You know what I mean? So just it, it's like all that just like plays into parenting, right? Like my mom didn't have that for me. Mm -hmm. So like she had a different experience. Like she was raising me in Brooklyn. Like it's a totally different. Totally. You know, it's a totally different dynamic. You know what I mean? So I just think that all these things you just have to pay attention to when you're parenting. And it, like, and I'll finish with this. Like there's just no perfect book, man. There's just so mm -hmm. many different ways to do it, man. That's the other thing. It's like there's so I can't argue with somebody. Maybe they have a parenting style that I that I may not agree with, but right. I can't say it doesn't work for them because nope, it works for them. You know what I mean? So who's to say what works and what doesn't? You know, so it's just so many different ways to skin that cat. Oh, definitely. Because what works for you may not work for me. So you right. ha actually have to be very careful about, you know, the advice yep. <laughs> that you take from people. Because, you know, what works in your house might not work in mine. Or it might. Who knows? Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's good, man. That's good. And Manny, I want to shift this conversation to you because of the mix of great cultures. I kind of said that on my uh, show a few weeks back with <clears throat> King K and Baylor. Mm -hmm. As far as my daughter, my daughter from my uh, first marriage. And she's... Mm -hmm you know latina and then of course me mm -hmm. so she's at this high school stage on this stage in her life in high school to where she's finding her balance yeah when do i be more of my daddy side and mm. when you know what i mean so and then when do i be more like mom's side so she's kind of in that middle so i've been talking to her more often than ever to cow's point Two, three years ago, we never had these conversations. But when you now yeah. in high school and you the tallest kid there or girl there, and they know you're mixed, you're biracial. Hmm. So that's what I've been dealing with, man. So how did you grow up oh. adjusting, living, wow. you know, to be where you're confident to where you are today? It's crazy, right? Because <clears throat> I grew up like I said so you, as, when you're Afro Latino you feel like you don't belong anywhere because you're like it's Hispanic people you know European uh, European looking Hispanic folks don't really identify you as being Hispanic and then you're like black people are like damn nigga you a nigga that speak Spanish like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so you're always in that like middle you know what I'm saying but I exactly. look black so it's like how do you you know so now nah, I, I struggle with it a lot when I was growing mm. up because it's like on top of that, I go home to a bunch of Hispanic women and a bunch of Hispanic people that don't look like me. And then I besides my siblings and cousins and stuff like that, but like aunts and uh, the, the people that you are looking up to don't look like me. 
Mm-hmm. But then I'm in a neighborhood with all black kids. I'm going to school with all black kids. And it's just like, you're just trying to find your way. You know what I'm saying? And you're just trying to like, where do I fit in? Like, I always, I always just, I always just, I knew I fit in with the people that looked like me. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I was gravitated to that, to my black side, I guess. I was just gravitated to the people that, because that's where I felt like it was the most accepting of me. You know what I mean? Like, I was just felt like, I'm black. You know, I may speak another language at times, but I'm still black. Like I still have the same black experience. That's when I like when I have these arguments with like Dominicans and people, other Afro Latinos, like, no, I'm Dominican. Like, no, you're black. (laughs) 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 You know what I mean? Like when you get pulled over by the police, they don't got time to differentiate. Well, you're Dominican and he's from Compton or he's like nah, bro, you're black. Yeah, you're not us. You know what I mean? And so, but just try, but I try not to get too involved in that culture war stuff. But um, it's hard, man. I, the, That's good, man. Advice I would give you is just like she gonna figure it out on her own. Okay, honestly, like there's nothing that you could really say. Like you could give her certain uplifting comments and certain things. Like you can help her along the way. That's good. But she gonna have to figure it out on her own, man. It's I not appreciate gonna be easy. that. I appreciate yeah, y'all, man. Like I said, I'm at the point of my career now. Figuring out on my own, like I had to figure out like what feels right for me. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it just felt like, oh, I'm black. I identify with my black. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm still Panamanian at heart too, like because I grew up with that culture too. So mm-hmm. I, 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 I weave both into my life. You know what I mean? As much as I can. But she's she's gonna have to find that balance for herself. And okay. all you can do is just like like Kyle said, culture along the way. You know what I mean? She's gonna come to you for maybe advice or certain things, and I was just, I would just tell her like, "Yo, you're just gonna have to figure out what's right for you," because I can't tell you what's right for you. Right. You're gonna have to f- figure out what's right for you. Right, right. Now that's good. See, where I'm showing my vulnerability. I don't have all the answers. <laughs> I'm, you know, like I, said, I knew how to grew up one way. That was black. I didn't, you know, I didn't have no right. in between. It was this is how it's gonna be and how it was. So I'm taking a step back, looking. Taking into Cal's point too, like when do I be hard on her? Then when do I not? To Manny's point, because it's kind of like I just know I'm 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 headstrong. Like this is my I don't what color you are. This is the principles. This is the fundamental. So then her mother is totally opposite of me. So anyways, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a challenge, man. It's a challenge. Man, so I hope thank y'all for allowing me to uh, like, express myself. Oh, we not scared off the audience. The audience is like, oh, to listen to this shit sound hard. <laughs> but we being real though. But we made it. Yeah, yeah. We made it. We made a way to make it work. And 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 regardless, my kids know, daddy love them. That's one thing oh, yeah. that we That's do have that. those conversations. No matter, no matter, especially in my daughter's case, no matter what they say. You 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 you're black. You're beautiful. You got the best of both worlds. Um, I, I mean, if I didn't live in Corpus Christi and still have my three six one area code, as you guys clearly know, I wouldn't know how to you know celebrate y'all culture and Cinco de Mayo and eat you know masa and menudo. Oh, I mean, I'm telling on myself. <laughs> yeah. Man, am I telling on myself? No, 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 you, 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 no, but it's just like all these things are important. And I, and I think that's the thing that like my wife and I credit her too much too, because she's helped me become a better father by just her, her thinking and just like, you know, just because everything our parents did wasn't perfect. Like, no. Because you know, we look at everything with rose colored glasses. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, nah, like everything wasn't perfect, but they, they made the a lot of mistakes. What they knew how to in that time. Yeah. And just like, just like, 
um, economics govern how you parent. Your personality governs how you parent. The yeah. time frame, the generation that you grow up in, and the, and the era you're living in currently dictates how you parent. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody that parented a kid pre-internet is going to have a different outlook on on parenting that parents someone post-internet, you know, or whatever mm-hmm. during an internet age. Like my mom, she's like, well, "Why these kids got tablets?" Because it's like. That's just the way of the world now. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, I'm like, I'm not gonna not have them a, a tablet. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, and it makes my life easier when I'm trying to do this, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yeah. just, it's just it's just understanding that the world is constantly changing and evolving. Sometimes for the better, a lot of times for the better, sometimes for the worse. You pick and choose what you want to be a part of, and you just try to you try to do what's best, man. The best advice I ever got for parenting was a first sergeant of mine when I was in the army and he told me man the best thing the best advice I could give you is just love the shit out of your kids everything else you'll figure out thanks it is love the shit out of your children I love all y'all freaking Murphys in my pocket talking about school clothes coming up and I'm going on vacation. Can we spend some more money? Anyway, again, y'all know I love showing. I love telling on myself, y'all. Why y'all think I work so hard? Okay. And only got a certain time slot to record. <laughs> hey, man. Say that. Say that. Yes, uh, Yes, uh I know we was talking. This was good, by the way. I can say, I, hey. Good thirty minutes of the show, they're like Murph. We love this. Me too. I do. I'm, you know, <laughs> geopolitics. Mm. Mm. That's what Manny and Kyle get to uh, dive a little deeper. So we was talking. Um, also, world, be sure to check out Manny on Why Not Sports, where he was giving us some some more insight on the Britney Griner situation. And um, Kyle, obviously, here with his experience and knowledge of life. We'll be glad. Uh, we'll be glad to hear his perspective as well. So I was watching the WNBA All Star Game in Chicago. Y'all know I'm born and raised in the Midwest, and they was uh, interviewing her wife, and just had the the support and the symbolism of, of, of free BG. Ooh, Kyle, because I already know Manny's side, <laughs> and then Manny, you can still tell me yeah, as if I haven't heard it, but the listeners haven't heard it, so I'm gonna still listen as if I didn't hear from the beginning. But Kyle, what are your thoughts, man, on, on Brittany Griner's situation, man? From I guess from start to where it is now. Um, it's an it's a an extremely unfortunate situation. Um, it's a situation that you know, it's layered, you know, more than anything else. Uh, and I think people probably need to start there. That it's layered. Um, it's not as clear as you think it is, and it's not something as simple as oh, well, we want her to come home. Who? I mean, she wants to come home. We. You know, you probably if had it happened in, you know, Oklahoma City, you know, we're not even talking. She's not even getting jailed. You know, she might have they might have given her a ticket and taken her you know, stuff and, you know, she'd been on her way. You know, but obviously things don't work the same way when you travel abroad. You have to make sure that, you know, that you're not doing anything that is deemed, you know, illegal. I mean, but even sometimes you can do something legal that may not be illegal. Um, but I, it's unfortunate, man. I, I, I hope for the, I hope for her safety. I hope for, you know, that she can return because I know that, like Manny said, you know, before we started recording, it's geopolitical, and it, it, it's, you know, when you get the Democrats and and the Republicans involved, uh, you know, everybody's kind of doing things for their own benefit. 
So if if they're able to do it and pull it off, and she comes home, oh well, we brought Brittany Brittany Griner home. You know, just like when um, the ball kid got you know got in trouble in China. You know, Trump, yep. Trump got him out. You know, and Trump uh, Trump took all the credit for bringing you know the UCLA kids home. And so you know it, it's it's unfortunate, man. I, I'm hoping that you know whatever they can resolve, it gets resolved pretty quickly because she's been there since February. So that's the thing like you know all of this outrage and because remember fellas when this happened they were like don't say nothing and so they were telling WNBA players not to say anything they were telling NBA players not. there was very little stuff being said so while it's coming to the forefront now and rightfully so and you know you've got President Biden involved and so forth and so on all of these people people you know who have opinions the first two or three months nobody was saying nothing there was no campaign there. and it was because i don't know if it's because they fear for her safety and then this was right around the time where you know uh the, the whole situation happened with ukraine so you know russia's going to war and here it is we got this seven damn near seven foot black woman you know who's you know a part of the uh gay and lesbian trans community or what have you uh and she's a WNBA player and you also have to understand why she was in russia She's been playing ball in Russia for the last year, couple of years, you know, to help supplement her income. Now she makes a by by everybody else's standard, she makes a good living here. But relatively speaking, if you make if you base it based on the her level of talent, she's underpaid in the WNBA, and she's playing abroad to you know you know supplement her income, which is fine. There's there's nothing against that, and that's been do, been going on for years. And it's it's just it's it's unfortunate, man. I, I hope the best for Brittany Griner. I hope and pray for her safety. Yeah. You know because we don't know what's happening. Yeah. And now that you know, political leaders are getting involved. There's rumors about maybe a prisoner swap, um, which is political. You know, stances and stuff like that. And I mean, you don't want to get them involved because everybody has an agenda. You know, and her agenda is just to get out. Like she just wants out. I just want to go home. Guilty. Yes. Yeah, she just want to go home. And her wife wants her home, and her family wants her home. And I'm sure, you know, but I mean, like she's looking at ten years, ten years for weed. I mean, yeah, I'm they sure said she this, pleaded guilty. Yeah. Yeah, she pled guilty. Yeah. I mean, but we know people who've done ten years for a whole lot less. You know, right. and yeah. it's 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 unfortunate, man. It, it's. It's something when you're out of the out of this country. So for as as messed up as this country is, I mean, we do have some privileges and some rights, and you know, some of that stuff can be stripped as soon as you leave this country. So, you know, all we can do is hope and pray for the best. And I I, I would like to I would idealistically I would love to see her. I would love to see this resolved without these administrations getting into it or getting involved. But I know that that's not realistic. Because I think you know if if Biden if Biden brought her home tomorrow, then Biden would be champion. Oh yeah, I brought Brittany Griner home. Why are we playing seven dollars for gas? You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. I mean, <laughs> so I mean, like, I mean, that's cool, but bro, can you get this gas down? You know, can can we uh, you know, can, can we can we take care of some the other price bags? of food go down? Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, man, it's like like seven dollars for some water. bacon. <laughs> You know, so it's like everybody's being stretched thin. Can we get some more cars? My bad. I'm bad. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> except the wealthy, you know. So I mean, don't get me started on the on the, the disparity between. I mean, most of us, most probably most people you listen who are listening are either middle class, upper middle class, or lower middle class. So I don't care what what bracket that you fall in, your your money's being stretched. 
and bro we tired of being stretched so it is what it is and and i know you know and man and i we've talked about it in our group chat i mean like all we hear is talk that's it man it's just talk november's come oh yeah you guys gotta vote and don't get me wrong i'm not i vote however it's gotta be more than just voting action behind the words and behind the well it's, it's got to be also murph it's specifically be for our people yes for our people we have to hold those that we voted for accountable, accountable. yeah you can't just say hey I, I we got you in you know as much as i, I and i love president obama you know did he do it in my opinion i think i thought he did a lot but i also understand he was handicapped as well you know and then we had four years of that idiot and so i didn't vote for him and I'll and I'll be honest with you, I voted for Biden. However, I don't want the Democratic Party to take my vote and everything that they said that they were going to do for granted. Because you said you were going to do these things. Your word you, is your if bond. You, if yeah. I voted for you, and I voted for you, and I'm not seeing what you said you said you were going to do, and that's not just at the polit- at the at the top of the food chain. That's on the local level as well. And guess what? If you don't do it, we're getting you out of here. We I, I don't care if I got to write my name in. I, I, I'm not. I'm not just going to keep voting for a particular party. And just for those listening, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm not a member of either party. I'm an independent. However, my vote is going to go where it's going to be somebody who's going to, you know, live up to their word. And so I'm I'm tired of the talking. man. I've been following politics since I was eight years old. And it's always been bad, but it ain't never been bad. <laughs> Trust me, I remember Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan yeah. was trash, but it was this bad. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, it was, it was, it was, hard, it was hell for us. I mean, Manny, yeah. you mentioned living up, living in New York. I mean, for somebody, you probably caught the last end of the Reagan era by the time you, you know, yeah. were were around. But you know, ask your parents, your grandparents, oh, yeah. uncles, aunts, on. I mean, it was rough. I'm you talking. I'm talking about eighteen percent unemployment. You know, the eighties were. I mean, that's why. <laughs> We people romanticize the 80s and it's like it, boy, it was great rough. for other people yeah it, it was rough <laughs> for us it was rough for us you yeah. know we, we got rap out of it but you know and, and great music but, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was rough man so I, i'm again i've seen a lot and and i've never seen anything to the point where you have where the leader of the free world tells the sect of people to come charge a government building i that I I ain't never I've seen a lot of shit. I ain't never seen no shit like that before in my life. But in saying all of that, you know, we have to be my and even and for those of you who, who vote Republican, hold the people that you vote for accountable. accountable. Don't just lay on the fact that okay, my party won or my party didn't win. In air on a state and local level, especially, hold these people accountable because if they're not doing you don't have time to waste. Futures are at state. We just saw Roe versus Wade being overturned. And I mean, people were surprised. I'm like, what are you surprised about? This is what they said they were going to do. This is not, you know, and there's a whole that's bunch good, of Kyle. reasons why it was overturned. So that's good, Kyle. You know, it, it's, it's, and don't get me, I, I, like I said, I start ranting, but that, that, that's where I'm, I, I hope Brittany Griner comes on. I really do. I really do. And I would like to see the political posturing stop because we're already seeing it now. Um, it's hard to follow that one up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was say, uh... no, you speaking facts, bro. You speaking, you speaking facts, bro. And this, and 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 uh, Murph, you asked me like 
the, the on on uh why not sports the melding of my show like sports and politics mm-hmm. politics together and this is exactly why we do it because we want to call out the bullshit that we see constantly in politics man like because we feel like no one gets held accountable and the people that pay the price are us our people mm-hmm. everybody in general they pay the price you know and it, it's just it's it the only thing I will I will fight back against, and I'll get to Brittany Grind in a second, but the only thing I will fight back against is I I, I always get annoyed when it like when people say like, oh, it's it's never been this bad. No, I feel like it's always been this bad. Yes. It's just now we have social media. <laughs> yes. Now we have social yes. media. Now everybody has a microphone. Now everybody mm-hmm. has a YouTube account. Now everybody has a, a Facebook and a Twitter and an Instagram and a TikTok. So these views now are now being highlighted but it's always been this bad that's the one thing i will push back on because i have these arguments a lot with other people like oh this country's never been divided like we literally had a civil war like a hundred years ago like never been this divided (laughs) we literally have had a country that had jim crow laws it's never been this divided like and and we're not far away from jim crow that's how i tell people all the time like jim crow is like literally like 50 years ago like yes you don't have to go fight. Shit. You don't. You don't have to say. Well, let me ask my grandfather, my great grandfather. No, you can ask your ask mother, your uncle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Exactly. Like exactly. that ass, though. Yeah, I mean, that's what we try to do, man. We just try to call out the bullshit and the political posturing that goes on with both parties. And and the biggest message that I have for my listeners, your listeners, whoever, is just like, we as a people need to start leveraging our power. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is. Our vote is power. Our vote is capital. And you need to start leveraging that. People get annoyed at the LGBTQ plus community because they wield a lot of power. But why? Because they're not afraid to go to war with whoever. Mm-hmm. Whoever fucks with their power, whoever fucks with their name, their likeness, their 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 existence in this world now you may have problems with that whatever but they're not afraid to wield that power and we as a people need to start wielding that same type of power where we're like nah don't come to this community talking this what are you going to do and that's to both parties like i like listen i can't stand the republican party but guess what if they're willing to do something the democrats are not guess what wield that power okay mm-hmm. we'll do business with you I, I i treat politics like a business relationship that's good i do business with whoever to. benefits you me to. And, po- and that's what politics is about, man. Like forgetting all these culture wars. Don't like them because they're white or don't like them because they're st- they're the immigrants stealing your jobs. Like, no, nah, forget that. Like, what are you doing to improve my material conditions? Mm-hmm. And if you're not meeting those, if you're not improving those material conditions, then you got to go. And I'm going to do business with whoever else. Yep. And, and that's and, it. And, and that's to be honest, that's, that's how white folk operate. Exactly. They operate under the same premise. Exactly, they do. bro. They do. Exactly. They, they, everybody's is is solely concerned on their self interest. We've seen that throughout this pandemic. That's what this. That's why this pandemic has been as long as it's been, because nobody wanted to go inside. Nobody wanted to put a mask on. And you know, you're infringing on my rights. If if you if you come in here and you don't have a mask, you know, so all of that stuff became a political issue. Where if we had set our asses down for a month. If we'd have closed up everything for a month, we wouldn't have had over a million people die from COVID. And there's not anybody on this on this podcast or anybody that's listening to this podcast that doesn't know somebody that died from COVID. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. unreal. But I mean, we made it something that it shouldn't have been. And it wasn't about whether or not COVID was real or not. We saw people dropping, so we knew yeah. it was real. No, it's real. <laughs> and, the, and, and the privilege of that, right? Because yes. Oh, I, I don't so throw that privilege. word around a lot, but the privilege of that. And I blame I blame us as a people. I blame mm-hmm. white people. I blame everybody. The privilege. Like, we literally, I still have arguments with people. I ain't taking that shot. I ain't taking that shit. 
But you'll smoke weed from God knows wherever. Don't know what's in that shit, but you won't take a fucking shot. Like, yo, like everything is not that deep, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? And what I try to tell people, this economy is hanging by a thread. The slimmest of And they need this shot to work. So you go, you bet your ass that this that this vaccine has been tested it's been proofed it's been triple proofed whatever they got to do to make sure that that vaccine ain't killing people listen we got to wake up man and we got to as a community as a people start doing what we need to do to get the shit that we need for our people man and i'm not talking like oh we need to go our own businesses i'm not i mean i'm not even getting that deep i'm talking about just like literally wielding our power like holding these politicians accountable and breaking that shot that cycle that our parents and our aunts and uncles and our grandparents before them like oh well we just vote democrat because they gave us the right to vote like nah fuck that what have they done for me what have you done for me lately yep. Yep. like what have you done for me lately joe now, biden got, got an office i got an objection i got that What's one up? listener like murph you was talking about the politics and the government that shot might have something to do with them to kick, kick us off this land in a different way. Well, I, I'll, I'll, I'll from a different perspective. I, I just got that I one think, listener though. No, 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 that no, might no, want to think it. that. I, way. I, no, that, and Manny makes it makes a great point. I think you know whether or not you chose to get the shot or not, it's a choice. It's not like you know. Yes. In some countries, they they'll say, "Hey, it's, you're, it's you're mandated." On <laughs> right. <laughs> your shot of points on, on Thursday. You got to be there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, th- I think the thing that people have to understand is that, like, even in saying that, like, you have a choice. But if you choose not to, here's the, here are the consequences. I mean, like, it's it's as simple as this. That's There's good. an enemy outside that we cannot see that can kill you. It's just that that's just the that's just a bare fact. There is an enemy outside that could kill you or your family or you and your whole family. We have something that we feel like is proof. But my thing, like I told everybody about the shot, go to your doctor first. Make sure that your body is able, because mm. most of us ain't had a shot since, you know, except, <laughs> except for y'all that's been rolling the dice, getting those penicillin shots. Cause you got, <laughs> cause you got the, <laughs> another episode for another day. <laughs> so, you know, most of us haven't had a shot since we was in school. So yeah, now, okay, so good, and, and the vaccine ultimately is going to be something probably maybe not for our kids, but maybe for our grandkids. It's, by that time, it's going to be something that's that's uh, added that's, on that's to mandated. the uh, yeah. normal uh, immunization normal, shots. Exactly. So my thing was, I told people, hey, man, go to the doctor first. Go to the, and I know you don't go to the doctor, but go to the doctor and let them test you to make sure your body's straight. And then watch your doctor say, hey, you, you good. Go get the shot and if that's what you so choose to but more than anything go to the doctor because a lot of times especially like you said man in our community our people they, man uh, they, we have shit wrong with us and we hey man, sometimes we know sometimes no we don't know i ain't going to no doctor i'll be all right especially and, and that's the other thing too like our people our aunt, our moms and parents and them didn't go to the doctor because they didn't have insurance they didn't right. have the mm, money to go right, to the doctor. right i like to think that uh, millennials Gen Zers now were in a mm-hmm. little bit of a better position. Yeah, I go. go I do my healthy uh, care. Yeah, once a year, my physical. Just go, yeah. man. Just well, the thing go. is, it's, it's like out. your body's like a like a car. If you turn your car on and you hear a, a weird sound, that <laughs> let me let you on a little secret. That sound ain't going nowhere, <laughs> and it's there for a reason. And and normally, it might be rattling on Monday. Hell, if you let it keep rattling, by the time Friday comes, it's gonna be rattling and it's gonna be knocking. So something's not something's not right. So I mean, like we gotta go. We have, but that that goes back to what Manny said. 
uh, us empowering ourselves. We have a tremendous amount of power. We can't just be content with it and just let it just sit by the wayside. Put the pressure Absolutely. on. Put the pressure Absolutely. on it, and then put the pressure on each other and hold each other accountable. Because that's the only way that we're going to yeah. see the type of progress that we talk about, but haven't really achieved just yet. Absolutely. As a people. And I will say about the shot, like like you said, it is the shot. Getting the shot, not getting the shot, is your choice. I'm not trying to bully anybody into doing anything, but mm -hmm. I just don't like the people that I ain't. I heard that there was a dude <laughs> in Africa that got the shot. He got rolled up. Yeah. Nonsense. His eyes exploded out of his research. <laughs> if it works for you, right? I just say like, just do the research, yeah. man, and get. The I shot. think we all heard those dudes, man. Oh man, That's tell dude. me about it. But it's like, yo, just do the research. Go to your doctor again go to your doctor if you don't have a doctor and you're over the age of 30 you are wrong get yes. yourself a primary care physician and go to a doctor and see if it works for you and if it works for you and it's and it, because you're not only just thinking about yourself but you're thinking about other people your family mm -hmm. your family's family other people's family like you have a responsibility man so just do that but you know again it's just about leveraging your power leveraging you know and and, and, I, and I think that the shot is a big indicative of that and i and i brought up the word privilege before because it's like yo there's there's nations across the world like there's people in india dying there's people in mm -hmm. africa do you guys realize that for, that Moderna and Pfizer have IP control over the, the shot? So they mm -hmm. haven't allowed other nations the, the intellectual property to the vaccine so that they can recreate it because it's, all, it's a money grab. It's a business. Of course, of course. Right. So they're trying to make money off of this. So now other nations are left out in the dry. Like we're literally mm -hmm. sitting here in America. I don't want to get that shot because what if they have a government chips while there's people <laughs> in Africa dying. Right. Hoping that they could get a shot a working shot nonetheless so it's like these are things that i try to explain to people like yo open your eyes and see this like this ain't even mm -hmm. me with a with a dashiki on trying to teach <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Stuff, and it's like it's good. i'm trying to i'm trying to teach our people man but hey listen that's another episode for another day yeah. Brittany grider um listen she just got caught up in the wrong place at the wrong time that, that that literally is the antithesis of her situation she's she was just in the wrong place at the wrong time and now the situation has gotten deep and beyond anyone's real control um and and kyle brought up something it's layers to it and and, and it's absolute layers to it man and, and this is one of the things that annoys me sometimes in, in modern discourse right like we've lost the ability to have like nuanced discussion mm -hmm. because we're so tribalistic like oh well she's not being released because she's black well that 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 honestly doesn't have anything to do with it <laughs> that doesn't mean that the criminal justice system doesn't affect us in a different way that does white people but that's a separate conversation mm -hmm. this particular situation this is geopolitical first of all do you if anybody thinks that vladimir putin has any idea before this all happened who who britney griner was you're you kidding she didn't he wouldn't know britney griner right. from a hole in the wall right this thing <laughs> popped off in the in the early stages of the ukraine invasion she got caught with this weed got jailed and somebody by whatever means tipped off vladimir putin and was like oh we got a pawn here mm -hmm. our enemy who we're currently invading is being subsidized and funded mm -hmm. by the united states now guess who i just got in my prison a famous united states athlete yep hmm like 
like it doesn't take that much yeah. to like it does this has nothing to do with her salary and how much she's making compared to lebron or, <laughs> or, 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 or she's black or this was what like this has nothing to do with that now we can have similar con separate conversations outside of this of like mm. why does she feel the need to have to go play in russia instead of playing in the WNBA or or you know all those other issues that are tied to that like i brought up on why not sports like who are the people around Brittany Griner? Because I think it's fair that to ask, like, yo, part right there. why wasn't why wasn't somebody in communication with Brittany saying, yo, this is probably not the right time to go to, to Russia? You know, there's a ward about to break out. You know, you just that's just an unstable situation to be in on top of everything. Like, I, I just would not do that. Like, who were the adults? Who were the people? Who were her managers or agents or people advising her? Like, probably not the right time to go to, to Russia. You know what I'm saying? Who are where are those people? Why isn't somebody advisor? She did get mm -hmm. what we, we like on top of the fact that you're going to Russia during an active, unstable situation, you're gonna have weed on you, like right, not exactly the best judgment. But at the end of the day, she's just caught in an, unfor in an unfortunate situation that I don't think there's anywhere there's no end in sight because what people have to understand now that she's now a pawn in the geopolitical game, mm -hmm. she is a pawn in the cold war now in a cold war between the u.s and russia so why is vladimir putin going to do the u.s any favors why because he's a wnba fan he goes he wants to <laughs> play? no he yeah. doesn't care he has no interest in that he's using her as a pawn just like the democrats and the republicans are going to use her as a pawn they're mm -hmm. all trying to curry favor and trying to pat themselves on the back that they're going to get her home and by putin can show his people like ah oh, look at us we're sticking it to the americans by not mm -hmm. letting and and for and by not letting Brittany Griner home and the people that think that oh well if it was LeBron or Aaron Rodgers or this person or that athlete that's more well known or more renowned it'd be worse can you right. imagine LeBron in a, in, a, <laughs> in a Russian prison oh he, he's never getting out no why would Putin ever do us a favor like that and then you're getting into these layered situations where now you're talking about prisoner exchanges and the guy that they want is this merchant of death basically this this kgb operative who was selling weapons across the world to hurt americans now if you're biden you gotta weigh that like yo am i gonna release a terrorist that's actively mm -hmm. had a campaign to sell weapons to our enemies or britney griner people are not gonna want to hear that but that's like that you gotta weigh that like is this a fair trade like i'm releasing a terrorist for a basketball player now a basketball player that we can all agree shouldn't be in there but you got to also think about that you know what i'm saying and you know if it's biden if he does release this person you're gonna have people attacking him from all levels oh well, you right. released a terrorist and now he's <laughs> like so it's there's layers to this and this is what i want to say like it's just layers to this and just do yourselves a favor man just read as much as you can about this stuff understand the geopolitical circumstances that are involved right now and don't just be quick to just pick a side because you just want to pick a side like we all want Brittany Griner home I, I don't think anybody yeah, can sit question. here and say we want her jailed for 10 years for something so stupid and minuscule as weed. But we have to understand the implications of this and what's going on in the world right now. And 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 the Ukraine situation is not getting resolved anytime soon. No. So she no. may not. I told I told Murph on Why Not Sports, like, it may be years before we see Brittany Griner back. I, now, she may not be gone for 10 years, but we may not see her back. Like, the, the idea that she's going to be back in the next couple months, I wouldn't count on it. Because Putin is in no rush to do us any favor. <laughs> None. <laughs> so for those listeners, you think this is hot? Check out Manny Brown on that on that episode. Wrong place, wrong time on Why Not Sports. Yeah, he he, he gave a in a uh, more in depth, uh, you know, talk about about the Britney Griner situation and and this is good, man. And wow, it's almost been an hour, y'all. <laughs> 
Hey, hey Murph, I, I hate to take over your podcast, but I got a question that I want to throw out. Uh, sw- let's 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 make it a little. Let's let's bring sports into it a little bit and have a little fun with it. Hey, um, Cal, do your thing, bro. I told you. <laughs> I love I love to be on the other end. Go ahead, big the dog. OG you on the flanker too. Typical OG. Go ahead. Right, got? right, right. <laughs> Kevin Durant. He he's okay. been in the news. Um, at the time of this recording, he's still a member of. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets. He yes. asked for a trade. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, if he gets two two part question for both of you: Do you think he one does? Do you think he gets traded? And if he does get traded, we're assuming that he's not going to go to a team that you know is not at least equipped with some, some other stars. Championship caliber for sure. Do, does this hurt what is starting to be as we kind of because I I I, I stopped short of you know kind of defining guys legacies who were still playing but does this hurt or harm um, help or harm him in the long term or do you think like people will even care you know if he goes to another team that is uh, quote unquote stacked if you will because the rumor is you know he wants to go to Phoenix obviously if he goes to Phoenix then Chris Paul is there Devin Booker's there uh, they probably become the odds on favorite to win the West at the very least um, so yeah two part question do you Man, I'll start with Manny first. Do you think he'll get traded? And two, if he does get traded, do you think that hurts or doesn't hurt his his shaping legacy? Um. So first part, yes, I do think he gets traded because I think if you're Brooklyn, hey, you know these players all hold all the power, so you don't want a disgruntled player, you don't want an unhappy player, and not that I think Kevin Durant will torpedo his way out of town like say a James Harden would, where you just start <laughs> showing up fat. Yeah. Um, so I don't think he'll do that. <clears throat> I think Kevin Durant would actually just play, but make his discontent <laughs> be known. Mm-hmm. But um, but I think if you're the Nets, I think you just and plus if you're the Nets, like this helps you reset your franchise for the future whatever nets basketball is going to look like in 5 10 20 years or whatever so this might be a unique opportunity for you that being said the second part um i do think it's starting to hurt his legacy man i i, I do and I, i'm rarely one that tries to delve in into the whole legacy talk that mm, nba same, Twitter likes same, to delve into same. but i think that there is something to see here with that because it's like yo this is a dude that left oklahoma city for golden state now i never killed him as much as i said as 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 other people did because at the end of the day he was a free agent he made nice. a choice he went to the place that he wanted to go now i could argue he probably could have picked somewhere else and built his <laughs> own team and own legacy somewhere he else might go back in Oklahoma city <laughs> but <laughs> but he went somewhere as a free agent then you leave golden state and i think that people were already starting to at least accept the fact that he was in golden state and mm-hmm. he won championships there and won a finals mvp then for whatever reason, reasons for LeBron or for KD and, and Draymond and whatever, other reasons, I'm sure, that we'll probably find out after these people are all done playing. Right. He leaves Golden State. Goes to the, goes to the Brooklyn Nets, a franchise that has no history, no real extended period of winning outside of maybe in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. He goes there with his boy Kyrie, and then the idea is he wants to build this team, build this franchise that hasn't had no legacy, no history of winning, and build it up into a championship. And now he can get credit for building his team of his own, right? They gave him all the power. They let him pick the coach. <laughs> even at a time where they, he, remember when he said, him and Kyrie famously said, they don't really even need a coach. They right, just right, go out right. there, throw the ball out, and just, just hoop. Just, just hoop. And just a coach, hoop, no experience. Right? They gave None. him, None. they gave him, 
all the power. That's the true. reason Kyrie is in Brooklyn is because of Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant mm. was the de facto general manager of the Brooklyn Nets, right? Nice. They gave him all this power. And in two years, yeah, I don't want to be here no more. I'm done. Like y'all are crazy. Yeah, uh, y'all don't. Yeah, <laughs> for whatever reason, they they like my my point is that like it's starting to hurt his legacy because it's like, damn, dude, what do you want? Like you had a you had a good thing in Oklahoma City. You left that. Then you went to Golden State. You had the ultimate lottery ticket if you're a basketball player. You're playing in that system with Steph Curry. You you're winning championships. You're a Finals MVP in those Twice. championship runs. Twice. Twice. And you legitimately could have won a cha- a third one, third straight, had you not gotten hurt. Mm-hmm. You leave that to go to Brooklyn. You're a you're a tip of your finger of your foot away from getting back to an NBA at least an Easter Conference final. You're ready to leave that to go now to feed like it's like it's starting to be it's starting to get to the point with me it's like what what is missing it's like it, it, it feels like that dude that's just that female that person that's just like running from opportunity to opportunity or running from god to god like what is missing like there's clearly something missing here that you just keep running from opportunity and opportunity and opportunity and opportunity and it's like at some point bro you got to look at yourself in the mirror and it's like it's you like what what is the issue here because it's like what i don't understand why i leave brooklyn now at this situation when they've committed to you they've signed you to a contract they've given you a four-year max deal so it's not about money it's not about opportunity so power like nothing right and it's just like i i just don't understand so i think it is starting to hurt his legacy man i I do think that it is starting to hurt his overall perception around people even people that defended him that mm-hmm. was like yo man this ain't and it's like he asks for a trade and yeah i want to play for phoenix and uh this team that's it like Mine. you don't want to like, <laughs> go to memphis you don't want to no. go to like a team that's like you don't want to go to sacramento <laughs> send me to phoenix i was like oh okay great thanks yeah. thanks Kyrie. thanks guy kyle or uh, kevin for your input there on that but uh, yeah i think it is starting to hurt his legs for sure what about you merv I love being on this uh, end. Yes, it's gonna, uh, he's going to leave Brooklyn. Two, it, and it's not even the – yes, it's going to hurt his legacy. In my opinion, it's not even more about the actions on the court. It's off the court. Look at how he's on Twitter. Look at how he is doing these interviews. Like, you know, I'm a headstrong person, but I'm not going to call myself a god. Mm-hmm. Yes. Kevin Durant, you know, don't go against the God and just these other right. things and, and how he interviews and go back and forth with certain people. We all have a sense of confidence in what we do. If somebody coming at me and attacking me, you won't hear very little from me. That's why one thing about LeBron James, even though he's bounced around, quote unquote, his legacy is strong because he has that silent confidence and what he does mm-hmm. off the court with having a school with being active in his children's lives. So those things kind of override the movements on the court far as the, you know, inconsistencies. But with Kevin Durant, for me personally, yeah, I think I think he he's doing a little too much toward the end of his career. Um, to Manny's point, we gave you that max contract. We gave you the power to do whatever you want. We brought in the people. Now you want to – now – that wasn't good enough. Now you can go <laughs> dictate where your next move gonna be. So for me, that's right. disrespecting the game. That's disrespecting the craft. If you look at the greats, 
when we speak on legacies, you know, I'm a Spurs fan. <laughs> How many teams did Tim Duncan play for? How many teams did David Robinson play for? Look at well, Kobe Bean time, Murph, in, in fairness, in fair, if I must be fair to KD, there was a different day and time. Okay, we can you speak of current. Yeah. But was it that no, different, though? Like, was it that well, different? Well, the like, only, reason why, only reason why I say that, man, is because I know, and y'all know I'm a huge Jordan fan. Jordan, no, Jordan never tra- changed teams. But if he could have, I mean, like, his deal was like an eight-year deal. Like, they didn't sign two or three-year contracts. You you could be locked in in an NBA contract for 10 years. Right. But so Kyle. I remember L- so I so I I get what you're saying. And, and Steph it's, Curry, it's Kyle, up. Kyle. Now now I got I got a Debo, you Kyle. Steph Curry, <laughs> Steph Curry is in his era, Kyle. Yes, yes. Clay but Thompson I mean, in it, his era, Kyle, and but, he was hurt. They didn't have to bring Clay back. They could have easily. Well, Dame Lillard. Dame okay. Lillard just committed to Portland. Okay, so, Dame Lillard. Okay, so, so here here's my rebuttal to the two of you in those two in those gentlemen that you just mentioned. All three of them were drafted by the teams that they currently play for. Kevin That's Durant is no longer playing for the team that he was drafted by. He was drafted by the Seattle Seahawks. Not, not Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks. Seattle Super Signs. <laughs> a hell of a wide receiver, boy. I know. Right? <laughs> I saw him, I, I saw him play. He came here to Atlanta, and they beat us. In a, he had the game-winning shot his rookie year. Crazy. And um, I was like, man, this dude's going to be special. But, like, you know, and the reason why I brought this question up, because we just, we just talked about it on um, – uh, Baylor's podcast. Shout out to BTG. BTG, um, what up, bro? BTG, man. Yeah, just did an episode with him, and um, I, the thing that I told him, I don't know about the legacy part because I think 10, 15 years once we remove, once he's removed from the spotlight, I don't. Know we won't remember kid. the in depth of. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. think, but I think, I think it'll be a footnote to his career, though. It, 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 it you know, it's just like I remember, you know, and it's not to compare him and LeBron, but I remember people saying like. The decision was the worst thing ever. He'll never recover. Nobody talks about the decision anymore. You know, LeBron has has stamped himself wherever he's gone. And I think Kevin Durant can do the same. But, you know, to Manny's point, Manny makes a great point. LeBron left as a free agent. All these other times before Kevin Durant left as a free agent. Now you're asking out when they gave you everything. That said, so my question is the same question that Manny had. Like, what is it that you're missing? What is it that you want? Because if you couldn't find, I mean, from a hooping perspective, you know Murph from playing ball. If you couldn't find happiness <laughs> hooping with Steph Curry, Draymond, crazy ass, and, and Clay. And you win in championships. Ships. Bro, they almost won a title even after he, he popped his Achilles. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I hope he finds happiness wherever it is he's trying to go. So, we'll see, but I, I had to get you guys perspective because I know you guys love ball and let me and let me add something to that. Let me go add ahead, something ahead, to that real ahead, quick. Go ahead. I think it also speaks to this player empowerment movement. Too. I'm about to I'm say, old, yeah, okay. Okay. because I think that is there is starting to even people that defended it. I think people are starting to see like, is this really a good? And this is something I was going to cover on my show. Like, is this really a good thing for the league? You should because definitely I think talk that, about it because I think it's. It, I think it is starting to be like, yo, man, I'm all for players having power. And having the ability to kind of call their shot. But just like everything, there has to be limits. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) All the power and not have a little bit of balance. And I think that that's it's hurting the league because I think part of the issue is it's like I think I think fans I think fans of all ages all de- demographics I think there are some fans that are like yo really they just gave you a four year contract they literally gave you the entire franchise on a platter and we stretching our and dollars not enough let me go trying to go, go see you go play, pay for your yeah. shoes 
like let me go leave that to go play somewhere else it's like when is it enough and it's just like at some point i think it is starting to speak to this overall era of basketball where it's like these dudes just switch teams bounce around and and like you said kyle i don't think i don't think people will talk about it in 20 years but i think that so it may not hurt their legacy per se mm-hmm. but i think that the way we embrace them and the way we remember them will be a little bit different because oh, there's, there's something to jordan even though we forget about the the wizards here <laughs> but there's something about jordan being with chicago mm-hmm. all those years cold he still Kobe was balling with the wizards with, with i tell people Larry that too he was still 40 tim duncan etc yeah. all those years with one franchise and then it's like perfect example moses malone Moses Malone was one of the greatest basketball players that he back, ever he got played. traded a lot. But he got traded a lot. He yeah. bounced around from team to kinda team. Kind of like a hired gun, really. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like Kevin Durant is starting to kind of get in that mode of like a Moses Malone where people will remember him like, oh, he's great, but damn, he played for a lot of teams. <laughs> yeah, what, what is Moses Malone? Is he a hawk? Is yeah. A rock. Like Tim Duncan. He's a fur. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. Tim Duncan was a spur. Kobe, a Laker. Laker. Mike, a bull. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Magic. A la- you know what I mean? Kevin Durant. Is he a Thunder? Is he a Sonic? Is he, yeah, is he yeah. a Net? <laughs> like, like what? And, and even LeBron has some of that because it's like, is he a Cav? Is he a Heat? Is he a Laker? I, like, what, I, like, I will kind of always remember LeBron as a Cav. Yeah, he's a Cav. Yeah. yeah. LeBron's a little you know, bit different because he actually went back. Yeah, he went back. Yeah. And I think that helped LeBron's legacy. I think no question. No in, question. in hindsight, I think that going back, like I had he left Miami and went to, I don't know, Golden State or whatever, like I think that would have hurt him even more. But I think mm-hmm. the fact that he went back, I think helps him and repair some of that. But I think I think it just speaks to this overall era of basketball, man, where it's just like a lot of fans are starting to be like, I'm all for player empowerment, but not if it looks like yeah, this. It's too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. you because your favorite player could only be really playing for your team for three years. Well, who the hell knows if somebody pisses him off in the organization okay that's it i'm gonna go play with my friend like mm-hmm. what like not even go play for another team so i'm gonna just go play with my homeboy his sister playing... used to date my cousin and now we cool and we <laughs> together and we yep. now we're gonna play together and you're like what like what yep. is going on yeah yeah yep. golden state had what one of the steph curry sisters dated or married to one of the players damian lee yeah damian i believe lee, yeah it's a family yeah, affair, man. Family affair, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we're not we're not the only ones that that practice nepotism. That's for sure, because it, it happens. You but there's you some go, but there's you go look cool about what Golden State has done, though. Oh yeah, like, no they question. Drafted, they developed these guys, you know, and these weren't number one picks in Steph. And no, like, like these were seventh, eighth, you know, case. Yeah, that's good. Play, I think it was like the eleventh pick or whatever, twelfth yeah. pick or whatever. So like these were these were guys that necessarily weren't like can't miss. Mm-hmm. And they've drafted and developed them. And but there's something cool about that. Like, I'll yeah. tell y'all a quick story. As a Laker fan, like that 2020 title, I remember it finally because of COVID and the bubble and all the things that were going on in the world, losing Kobe. That's why I remember that title finally. Mm-hmm. But if I look at that title compared to like the 2010 title, mm-hmm. like LeBron, he's not really a Laker. And plus, I have my issues with LeBron already. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And it's like AD, he's a hired gun. He was brought in. Yeah. Like it, it's a little different. While that Laker team, that's Kobe. That's Powell. Yeah. You know, we had Lamar Odom. We drafted Andrew Bynum. We developed. We had Phil, who's our coach. Like it, there was a familiarity there. I, I think that that I think that hurts how the product is received, where it's just like, I don't even know who's on the it feels like rooting for a college team, like a college <laughs> basketball team where you don't even know what the roster is from year to year. That's good. 
Well, there's something to be said about a team being, a, and you know this, Murph, from being a, a Spurs fan. There's something to be said about a team growing from day one. And that's what you had in that early Lakers team, man. And, and you know, being a, and I was telling Baylor this too, you know, being a Lakers fan, you guys got a chance to see Kobe from those air balls his rookie year. Fail, to yeah. see him, you saw him fail. So that's why those championships were even more, the championships with, with Shaq were special. Don't get me wrong. But the but ones the one that he won, quote unquote, on his own, those were even more special and just like you know curry's ring this past ring that curry won this one i think he'll probably relish it a little bit more because steve kerr said himself like this was an improbable run that they had not and so if you kind of read between the lines like he he's he's basically like uh i didn't think we'd do this shit you know we did it i'm happy we did it but you know if and going into kevin's durant to win another championship exactly going into training camp this past season Steve Kerr probably wouldn't have told you publicly that he thought they could win a championship with the team that they were taking to the floor but you know to get Clay back and they do all of these things and Curry puts them on his back and you know even going back to Kevin Durant you know he didn't have to leave Golden State he left as a free agent on his own and what he said he wanted in Brooklyn he got so I don't know why you're walking away from that and and last thing it's 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 ironic that what's the what's been the na- main narrative of conversation around the golden state warriors and they're winning a championship wow they won a championship without KD. yeah and now you're bouncing from the team that you got that you left to go to to now go possibly play for the team that is the biggest nemesis in golden state winning another championship. like what's the what's the main knock on kevin durant that he's sensitive yeah it's like it's kind of hard to argue against yeah, when it's it, like it is it is. I mean, because it's right there. It's right there. And like Murph, you mentioned earlier, there's rumors about, or at least that Golden State was entertaining the idea. I wouldn't entertain the idea of, I, I, well, I guess as a GM, you have to entertain the idea. Yeah, you have to. If, if, if you're Golden <laughs> right. State, if you're Golden State, yeah, you'll be like, yeah, come, Katie, come on back, come on back. But that, that would look awful for Katie. That would be, oh. not that he cares, but it would it would look awful. You know. A man that's so, so concerned with legacy, it's right. ironic that he doesn't actually look at the things that actually hurt or could hurt his right. legacy like bouncing around Manny, what did you say you? about Brittany Griner who are around you who's the people around mm-hmm. you they should be giving you strategic planning on how this stuff works well you know it's like it's like Baylor said he's weird and he's a weird <laughs> Kyrie so you know weird dudes they do things a little different man I don't I don't know I mean like you know say what you want about LeBron but LeBron is if if he's nothing else he's very calculated Absolutely. Yes. This move, that move to LA was a calculated move. He knew exactly what he wanted to do. He knew where he wanted to live. He knew where he wanted his kids to go. He I'm wanted to say his, his kids, kids to get the exposure as far as basketball was concerned. Space Jam. He, he had to fly back and forth. And let me say something. LeBron, LeBron is about five years ahead of everybody else right now. He is, and he, he knows that there's team. a time. He knows that there's a time at some point that it's going to shut down for him, and he's trying his best to get that ring. And I think if you get a healthy, I've talked to Manny about this several times. If you get a healthy AD, they've got a shot. You just can't depend on AD being healthy. That's the biggest thing. But you gotta, but you gotta respect what LeBron has done and what he's trying to do. You know, Kevin Durant. I mean, like for LeBron, I see LeBron's vision. I'm not even a Lakers fan. I see his vision. Kevin Durant, bro. I don't. It just depends on ping pong. Yeah. You know. And 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 that's the other thing too is like you don't hear much from him because he's kind of silent and aloof. So you don't really get a lot of details from him. Even when he does talk, it's like 
I feel like I gotta fucking decode it with a fucking <laughs> Ouija board or some shit. Like I, I don't. You like, do. So, like you never really know what he's thinking because it's like good. it's all over the place and it's just like I'm just like, dude, just go play basketball. Man. Yeah, just who? Let's go play so and hopefully you just happy. Like just happy. Yeah, be hey, happy. mental Ooh, health be is happy, real. Man. Mental health is real. Maybe KD. Don't listen to some Mary know. J. Blige records, man. Yeah, bro. Turn it. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. If somebody's paying me forty million dollars a year, I'll, I'll find some happiness. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere. I think I can dig down and find. Even if it's just going to the bank every day. Yeah. <laughs> looking oh, at the bank. You back, Mister Brown? Shitty, but damn, look at that! Look at that current balance. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> that was dope, man. That was dope. Hey, y'all. Unless y'all got something else, man. We didn't gave no, the I, world I've taken some over your content. <laughs> over I an hour. Just, I always got more. It's just do we even have time to cover more? That's the thing. Yeah, oh, I've gotcha, done enough gotcha. over your So I guess it's gonna be a part two with Kyle and Manny coming back, world. Oh, we gotta uh, come back. Oh, this, yeah. oh, for sure, for sure. On, on this, uh, on this flagrant two joint, they like Kyle. You always welcome back, Manny. Why did it take Murph so long to get you on a flagrant two? Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey, hey. But he, he on now. Okay. Dang. I'm only one person. Again, we didn't we say calculated decisions and and stuff. Okay. I finally hey, made sense how you to me. How you finish? And we here now. There you so go. That's all good. There you go. That's all that matters. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, yes, Manny, if you can let the world know, the first time listeners, thank you for tuning in to Avid Listeners. What up? Where can they find Mr. Manny Brown? Murph, as always, man, appreciate uh, appreciate your friendship, appreciate your camaraderie as a podcaster and uh, the opportunity to be on the show. Um, yeah, man, uh, you guys can find me at D Manuel Brown. Simple. D-M-A-N-U-E-L, last name Brown, B-R-O-W-N, at D Manuel Brown on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Facebook, I'm everywhere, man. Everywhere you want to hear my thoughts, even if you don't disagree, even if you agree or disagree with them, I'm there. So follow me there. Of course, I'm a co-host any given Sunday. I dibble and dabble on Dead End Sports. I'm the voice of reason on Dead End Sports. <laughs> so uh, yeah, man. Any given Sunday, Dead End Sports are two shows that are all both on YouTube, so you can live stream those. Dead End Sports is on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Any given Sunday, like the title says, Sunday. So I got a new episode coming out tonight. This evening, any given Sunday, and then if uh, if you're not into YouTube in it and you just want to hear the podcast, the podcast will be available tomorrow, um, and it, you can find it anywhere you can find podcasts. Um, you know, Spotify, Google, Apple, everywhere. So any given Sunday, and it's AGS Pod on on Twitter, AGS Podcast on Instagram as well. So what Manny is saying, he out here, he out here working, and he not sensitive. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to be the hardest. I'm trying to be like James Brown, man, the hardest working man in show business. It is. <laughs> no he not sensitive. Like we, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, so <laughs> he welcomes all rebuttal, yeah. welcomes everything that comes his way. If his name is included, he's not going to run from it. Okay. Yeah. Yes, sir. What you got, Kyle? Uh, 12 Kyle podcast drops weekly uh, every Thursday at midnight. Uh, be sure to subscribe. You can find the podcast on any platform um, Spotify, SoundCloud. Apple, Christian Mingle, Farmers.com, <laughs> <laughs> wherever. Uh, I love much, that, man. Much like Manny, uh, from time to time, you can catch me dropping a video every now and then on Dead End Sports on YouTube. Um, and yeah, man. And from time to time this year, I drop uh, bonus episodes on my my podcast on Sundays, uh, bonus episodes. So uh, if you want to catch service. me. Yep. If you want to catch me uh, on the socials at 12 Kyle. And uh, thanks again, Murph, for having me on, man. Always fun, man. Always good to get on here and chop it up, man. This was dope. 
Hey man. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, real quick. Hey Kyle, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I see, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna put on my KD hat for a second. Okay. Sensitivity hat for a second, bro. Okay. I'm real. I'm feeling some type of way, man. All these years, man. I even called you one of my podcast mentors. Yeah. All these years, I've never been invited on the Twelve Kyle you, show. You, you, you haven't? No. Man, he stopped for real. Never. Oh, bro, my apologies. Never. Apologies. I could have sworn I. I, I think I may have you. done like once, like years. Yeah, ago. you know it probably. Yeah, we if but, we did, you know what? The fact that we got to think about it means it's yeah. been too long. I'm about to say so that's not a good long. sign. So, so, so let so, so I'll re, I'll rectify that real quick. Yeah, man, I'm putting Trust on that KD hat. That's sensitive, man. Like, listen, that's man. good. I got you. I got you. We we we. My legacy happy. here, man. I never been on the 12 Kyle podcast. You I know what I'm saying? I, I, I just said, y'all. He ready and welcome everything, and then he hit me with that. Dang. That's- <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I I got a list of topics, so I'll I'll let you know. I got Let's you. Get it. That's, That's good. We'll man. make that happen. And we out here working, y'all. Look at that. Look at that. Mandy Brown on Twelve Cow coming soon. Stay tuned. Make sure you follow mm-hmm. both and with both of these gentlemen. Like you heard, they 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 have multiple podcasts dropping, giving us content, but they still had time to rock with yours truly. So, fellas, thank y'all as well. I don't take it for granted. And that's why I make sure when I do have the opportunity to schedule in advance, calculated decisions, I let you guys know and follow up as often <laughs> as I can. Not saying I'm a LeBron James, but I get it. And um, yeah, just make sure you follow, so, subscribe, leave them, leave them some comments, and uh, just give them the feedback of this dope show. I know for the Why Not Sports listeners, y'all like, yo, we can dig this. For those who really not into sports. It's all good. Y'all still like us anyway. Y'all still took time to listen. And um, also open up your listening. Because sometimes, Mm. hey, even if you don't like sports, that five or ten minutes of acting like you listening go a long way. Yes, they do. (laughs) I don't even play golf. I'm telling on myself. But I went to a few golf courses and was sucking. But hey, I got that. Anyway, I'm just saying sometimes a few minutes of your time ain't gonna hurt. It can usually it's a beneficial. Okay. I didn't mm-hmm. do nothing out of my integrity. It won against my morals. I'm just a little gem for those people that I'm like, man, Murphy, I guess I ain't think about that. Or they're not listening long enough to hear me say this to them. But but for those who have listened and really was like, ah, I'm not into sports. Something positive gonna come your way, but anyway, y'all, I'm out. I'm home. I gotta feed my face. Been dropping content <laughs> anyway for a little bit of time today. And uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at isdmurf. Follow the uh, flagrant two on Instagram at flagrant two pod underscore. And coming soon, another Cal and Manny Brown uh, episode. Hopefully, Cal invites Manny to his show oh, before I, already, I get I these guys got, back. I already got. I already got it queued up. I'm about to text him <laughs> in just a second. <laughs> Good, good, good. They like Murph. You a fool. Hey y'all, y'all know when I started, you know, talking. And this is sober, by the way. But anyway, hey y'all, we out. We love y'all. Y'all already know how I Peace close everybody. the show. Don't lose yourself with life problems. Stay strong and fight the good fight. It's a lot going on. Day in and day out. Man, it's a grind. Don't lose the vision. Fight the good fight. Uh, he 
Murph, you did it again. Setting trends like you winning the win. Fighting a good fight, sick of the sins. Connecting dots now with all the pins. We just trying to be good men. Adore my wife and I love my kids. I never let them down, never let them frown. Never let a clown take a crown. Hit me cause I'm brown, that's okay. I got the blood of a king. Saw it in the dream, ain't all with the scenes. Try to turn us to fiends. We drowning the streams while we chasing that dream. It's all about the dollar bill, y'all. And stop chasing that thrill, y'all. These beliefs trying to kill y'all. I'm just here trying to heal y'all. So listen as we work, dropping them gems now, rocking with D Murph. Tuning in as we get it in, so milling in, being better men, we so adamant about the culture. Sick that these vultures, we in the game now, watch how we coach ya. Keep your guns in the holster, love is life, and that's how we approach ya.